So you just heard the organ stylings of David Hegarty, and I'm immediately in my happy place at the Castro Theater when I hear that. There's going to be organ playing throughout this episode, and I am so glad we finally got to sit down with David Hegarty because we've been wanting to do it for a while, Heather. Yes, we and everybody else were concerned when we heard there was a new operator of the Castro Theater that all the good stuff about the theater would go away, including potentially the beloved organ and David, who's been playing there for decades. But um, fortunately, a lot of that was overblown. And so far, so good on the Castro organ front. Um, David has so many stories to tell about playing there. And he said that his job has remained pretty much the same. Yeah, yeah. I I freaked out, too, when I heard that the Castro was going to change ownership more of a live venue, a little bit less with the movies. Um, I was very worried. They've been showing movies already. David Hegarty is back. And uh, I, I just had such a great time sitting down with him, hearing his story. He's such a nice man. His history in the Bay Area goes back to when I was watching organ players at uh, pizza parlors. And uh, he just has a wonderful story and a wonderful San Franciscan. Yes, and I got to see him play um, live when I took my kids to the sing-along Sound of Music a few weeks ago. And there's nothing better than David Hegarty playing Edelweiss on the Castro organ. Not a dry eye in the house. Yes, you were sending me videos from the sing-along Sound of Music, and I was super jealous. I didn't get to go. I still have never seen that movie, which is absolutely a travesty. What? You haven't seen it? That's like almost as bad as never having gone to Alcatraz. I know. We need to have a screening of Sing Along Sound of Music at Alcatraz, and then (laughs) um, everything will be right. Yeah, and there are many more opportunities to go to the Castro Theater. This summer includes the Frameline Film Festival, um, a comedy show, Drag Becomes Her in August, and Vertigo in September, a classic San Francisco film. Yeah, that's a definitely a double date. Um, Vertigo in September. I will be there. David Hegarty will be there. You get to hear a lot of him in this episode. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. That sounded like you're going on a double date with David Hegarty. Maybe I am. <laughs> okay, we can leave it like that. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to leave that in one more time. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. We're so glad to uh, see you here. We heard you play already, and you sounded fantastic, and the vibes sounded the same, and it's just so great to be in the Castro. Do you feel that way as well? Oh, yes. I've missed being here uh, during this long, dry spell, and and so being able to play the organ here again is is a thrill for me. Yeah. When When did your musical interest start? Um, Did it start with an organ? Did it start with a piano? My first instrument was the accordion, strangely enough, uh, when I was seven years old. And I didn't really play the piano until after I had um, started to major in organ, uh, which was all backwards because normally um, organists have a, a piano background before they start to play. But my background was accordion. 
So where did the interest in the organ come from? My first exposure to the organ, strangely enough, was not a big pipe organ or anything uh, extraordinary. It was, believe it or not, a little Hammond spinet in a small church in Ludington, Michigan. And uh, I was just taken by the sound of it immediately. And since my mother was uh, a custodian at the church, uh, I just delighted in coming with her. So while she was cleaning the church, I could play the little Hammond. And that got me started. I, I transferred my knowledge from the accordion to the organ on my own and uh, continued to play strictly by ear for many years. I became a church organist, actually, uh, without before I'd taken lessons. So. We talked earlier, I, I just threw out to you that I remember the, my first experience with an organ was at Pizza and Pipes in Saramonte, and you said that you've played there and many other places before you came to the Castro? Yeah, I, uh, the, the pizza parlor phenomenon was big in the 70s, and, and that's where the, what brought the uh, theater organ back into popular view. And, and so I played at the Red Vest Pizza in Pinole, and uh, uh, my first theater organ concert for the American Theater Organ Society was at a pizza parlor that, <laughs> in, in Redwood City. Uh, and uh, yeah, I played, I did uh, some regular gigs at the ceremony, ceremony pizza and pipes. I, I probably saw you there. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, very possible. <laughs> what brought you to San Francisco? I drove across country to Sedona, Arizona to do recital at my parents' church in Sedona and then came over to San Francisco. I liked it here so well that I just didn't go back. I, mm -hmm. I went back just enough to, to, uh, to, to move here. And uh, one of the things, that, one of the attractions was the New Bell Saloon where David Kelsey was the organist. I saw that that, that was a direction that, that I wanted to go and that there was much more uh, of an opportunity f for me to play popular music on the organ out here. Even though I had all these degrees, I still preferred going back to what I could do in my childhood and play popular music. When did you get the job here at the Castro Theater? As soon as I got out here, I, I visited uh, Golden Gate Piano and Organ out at Saramonte, and there were the people who had installed a con electronic organ right here in the theater with Leslie speakers up in the chamber. Uh, this was not the original organ here, but uh, the original one was a pipe organ, but it had been removed. And so by the time I was here in the 70s, uh, this con organ was uh, installed and playing. And then the assistant organist that was uh, that was playing here then moved, decided to move to Hawaii, and he went to the piano bar where I was playing and asked if I'd like to to uh, become the assistant organist at the Castro Theater. And I remember him saying, "I hate to leave this job. It's it, 
it's a job that doesn't feel like a job. <laughs> it feels like what you'd want to be doing anyway. Is that still how you feel? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, sometimes, uh, you know, I come, come out from playing the organ uh, with this big uh, enthusiastic audience and playing music I love uh, and come, come down there feeling like this is the best job in the world and, and I've had it for 44 years now. <laughs> Wow. From, from the beginning, how much of your joy is from playing and how much of your joy is from the audience's reaction and knowing that the audience is there? Oh, it's probably 50-50. I'm, I'm playing music that I, that I love to play and I try to make it appropriate to, to the event uh, to the extent that I can. But uh, every audience has a different personality and I can sense it. You know whether I get response immediately between selections or or, or whatever. It enthusiastic audience is very inspiring, and you know I think we all play better when we're aware that the audience is really with you, and and that happens much of the time here. Do you prepare differently? And I've come here, and I know you. I know the answer to this question. I think, <laughs> but do you prepare differently for? 2001, A Space Odyssey versus Sing Along, A Sound of Music or um, something where there's a younger crowd. Are you thinking about the crowd before you come in and what you're going to play? Oh, yes, definitely. Um, thinking about whatever is being featured here and what, what would be appropriate for it. Uh, sound of Music, uh, the Sing Alongs, for instance, it's just handed to me. I know I'm going to be playing the songs from the Sound of Music uh, for the prelude, uh, the, or the, the, the pre-show mini-concerts, or whatever you call it. Yeah, I'm always very aware of what I'm playing for. Do you have a favorite director or genre? Um, my favorite director by far is Alfred Hitchcock. I, I, I'm a real aficionado uh, uh, of, of Hitchcock. I, I don't know how many times I've seen Vertigo and Psycho and Dal M for Murder and everything. I, I never tire of them. And I love playing the music from those scores. So, yeah, yeah that's... That's an easy one. <laughs> How did the tradition of playing the Jeanette McDonald song, San Francisco, start? The San Francisco theme song here at the theater existed before I came here. Mm. It, it had been the, the theme to the theater. I don't know for how long. I remember the first time I substituted here, I was out at Golden Gate Piano Organ, and uh, one of the organists out there sang it to me, San Francisco. I didn't know it. I had just come in from Ohio, and, and it wasn't a, a song that I was familiar with. <laughs> so she sang it to me, and I jotted it down and played it that night from my sketch, not knowing that, uh, you know, 40-some years later, I would have played it thousands of times. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love hearing it, but do you still get goosebumps playing it, or is it kind of, are you bored of that song oh, by now? The San Francisco, that song just... Is the epitome of how this theater feels, and I love the song. I love playing it, and the 
the audience always seems to be enthusiastic about it. It sort of functions in a way like dimming the lights. When, when people hear me start to play that, they know the show's you know, about to start. Well, I'm glad to hear you say that you're not sick of it because we're not sick of it. But I wondered, like, you know, there's there's certain bands and performers. I'm sure, you know, Aretha Franklin. Maybe she got sick of playing singing "Respect." I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad to hear you enjoy it as much as we do. I'd understand if you didn't. Mm, no, no, I never tire of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. Even before Another Planet took over here, you were um, raising money for a new organ. Can you tell me just the basics about that? Because I don't totally understand. I know there was a Wurlitzer here, and then that was going to go away, and you needed a new one. What, what was the background with that? Yeah, that wonderful Wurlitzer uh, that had been here for since the early 80s, uh, installed uh, by uh, a family of, of organ uh, aficionados that owned it. The theater never owned that Wurlitzer. It, it was uh, the theater rented it from uh, the, the Dick Taylor family, and and it was an exquisite Wurlitzer uh, put together from various instruments that that they acquired the the pipes and the, and the components for. But after thirty some years of, of daily use, it was. The leather components and all were wearing out, and and the owner of it was moving away. And the uh, long story short about that was that they ended up, well, t- telling me that it would probably have to be removed. Called up my friend Alan Hera in West Virginia, who is a a, a prominent, uh, very respected organ builder, both digital and pipe, and he was wanting to build a big organ in San Francisco. He had built a huge one in West Virginia, and I had given a number of concerts on it and knew that it was spectacular. And so when I found out about this, I asked him if, uh, if the Castro Theater wouldn't be the place to put his magnum opus, and he jumped at the chance. And we were so fortunate because he spent hundreds of hours de- designing every detail of this instrument pro bono uh, coming out and spending quite a bit of time here with with me and 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 the two of us worked on the specifications of it together and once he agreed to do that i got busy and, and established a nonprofit uh organization and that was in late february of 2013 we didn't expect it to take this long. A number of things happened. The ownership of the theater shifted uh, and uh, and then then the pandemic came and, and it, bottom line is we're getting close to installing it. And the exciting thing about this organ is that it will be similar in size to the two largest organs in the world which are, are in on the east coast of the United States in, in Philadelphia and Atlantic City, and 
there's nothing anywhere near like that out here. And this, uh, what we're calling it, the, the Castro Symphonic Theater Organ, will be similar in many ways to, to those famous organs back east. Uh, and it will have seven keyboards, which is equal to the largest organ in the world. I've, I've seen a demonstration of it. There's a, on YouTube, there's a, a little clip of you using it, and it's absolutely fabulous. You do 2001, A Space Odyssey, the theme. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I, I am so looking forward to seeing that played played here. When will it be installed? We have uh, been successful so far in, in uh, raising over $800,000 for it. It's a, uh, a million, million one project. Uh, it's like a house. Project, and we've, we're closing in on it. We're, we're just uh, uh, in, the, in the middle of a final push for the, to raise the last 300000 and at that point, We'll be ready to install it. Backing up a little, the the uh, when the Wurlitzer was taken out, uh, we wouldn't have had anything. So I, a student of mine in San Rafael, uh, had a, a a big Allen organ, a big for a home, that uh, that I had helped her, talked her into buying twenty years before, and gave her lessons all the time. She became a good friend. She died unfortunately right at the time when that Wurlitzer was taken out. And so I was able to move that organ. She left it to me, mm -hmm. moved it right into the theater. That's what we're playing now. Oh, that's lovely. Well, it sounded fantastic. We got to hear it earlier. How did you find out about the changes at the Castro, and were you worried that you were out of a job? Yes, I've, I found out about it just like two days before it was publicly announced. And, uh, and I did panic a little. It, it sounded as though it, it was going to be something totally different, and, and I didn't know whether the, our organ project was, was going to be in danger or whatever, but as soon as I started having conversations with the APE people, I, my mind was put at rest. They were very agreeable, nice people to work with. Everything seems to be moving along in a, in a way that that works for me as the organist. Mm -hmm. yeah. And a lot of people were concerned that the theater would be ruined. Do you think that it's going to feel the same same kind of vibe as it always has? I think that there's uh, they're being careful to maintain the, the the same classic atmosphere of the theater, uh, and it may end up with uh, a temporary uh, seating for the movies that can be removed, but my understanding is that they will be comfortable and they will be on, on uh, you know, terraced platforms. The floor of the 
theater is not going to be flat, as many people are worried. Uh, it, it's still going to have the rake, but it'll just be a little different. And uh, I, I don't see that as a problem. Can, and we can... One of the big advantages of this new organ is that it will handle every kind of organ music known to man. It won't be just a theater organ. It will do everything that the Wurlitzer did and much more as a theater organ, and it will be a monumental classical organ as well. And so we expect to have major concerts here of, of, wow. of the classical repertoire. And I'll be able to play when it comes to 2001 type of, <laughs> of uh, themes that I need to play. I can make them sound like the orchestra. Uh, you know, I can. Uh, this organ is not only going to be uh, a huge theater organ and a huge classical organ, but it's also going to have uh, uh, provision to sound like the actual orchestra with very high quality uh, digital samples of the or orchestral instruments. Mm -hmm. cool. uh, who have you been playing for the last few years? Have you been playing for anybody or just yourself? Since the pandemic? Yeah, uh, yeah. The only public playing I've been doing is at a church where I play, and they were very kind to to keep me employed the whole time, although, even though I didn't do very much. Um, it's the uh, San Mateo Christian Science Church, and so I've you know I've been playing there the whole time. That's about all, except at home. But it's given me a chance to to write arrangements and. Uh, Create uh, create things that I'll be able to play on the big organ when it comes. Well, you've survived our serious questions, and now it's time for the lightning round. A lightning round? Yeah. A lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? El Toreador. Okay. What's your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Vertigo. Where's your favorite place to get a stiff drink? <laughs> I don't, I, I could say El Torridor too, because about all I ever drink is, is margaritas, and they have them. I'm not much of a drinker. we got to get there, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> it's out on West Portal. <laughs> what is your favorite memory at the Castro Theater? Oh, I have so many memories here. Probably my favorite is um, playing Joan Collins onto the stage for her film tribute back in the 80s and, and coming in earlier and talking to her in person about whether she was okay with uh, bringing her on stage to the Dynasty theme, which, <laughs> which she does, did, and it was fine. <laughs> and I ended up with the best seat in the house while she was being interviewed by oh, Leah cool. Belli there. And, and so that's, that's one of my <laughs> favorites. How does it feel to rise out of the organ pit? Oh, it feels so familiar. I've been used doing that for for all these years. It it's a it's 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 a fun ride coming up. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy that and and uh, I, I like to. It works best if there's some audience already in place mm -hmm. because then it makes a, a dramatic entrance. Yeah. Uh, and I, think, I, think, okay. I think the hydraulics, like it's Beyonce, Justin Bieber, and you are like, 
it's a high level of person who's getting lifted up <laughs> musically into the into the uh, arena. So. Yeah. Last question: What is one thing you always make sure to squeeze into your busy day? Time with my birds. I have uh, my husband and I have seven parrots. Wow! Oh, lovely. What kinds? Every kind. Uh, the, the the big one is a green wing macaw. And we take her out on walks around. You do? Yeah. Uh, we, we always did that in Noe Valley, too. We got to be fairly known, well known for that. And now we live right next to City Park in, in Vallejo, and, and we'd rock the neighborhood with, with Marnie, named after a Hitchcock movie. She's red. <laughs> do they like listening to you play the organ? Oh, the birds love hearing the organ, and it, it, sometimes too much, because they, especially the piano. And my husband is a singer, and as soon as we play the piano and he sings, the birds try to compete. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the bird room downstairs, but uh, sometimes we have to turn a radio on loudly for them so they don't hear us, so that they don't disturb <laughs> us. But uh, but anyway, and we have cockatoos and and pionists and. All, all kinds of birds uh, and, and uh, African greys, and, and we have a great time with those. So, yeah, I definitely have to squeeze in time for the birds every day. <laughs> I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> Joan Crawford and birds. It's <laughs> not on my list. Well, it was so fun to talk to you. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for for the interesting questions. I never have had some of those before. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod.